everybody. I'm Chad Ecker, and that's Eric Martins. And this is the Fantasy Golf Pod. Find us sometimes cracking beers, collecting names for sure at the majors of the season. Let's go. Definitely find me each Monday talking the first look pod, and then I go alive again to talk the betting board with my guy, Joe Idoni. That's the Preferred Lines podcast Monday. I do come back on Wednesday morning. I talk about ownership. I present things in partnership with FanshareSports.com. Scrolling across the bottom, you can use that website to get information. We're going to show it. I'm going to use FanshareSports.com this week, and we're going to go a little behind the curtain. So that'll be fun. So uh, that's a promo code Fantasy Golf Pod. You can get a uh, subscription to that website. It's a good time. We are the Fantasy Golf Pod. We are cracking beers. Like I said, we're clicking names. Typically, uh, you know, Tuesday nights, talk a little ownership, talk a little pivots, things like that. If you want to like and subscribe or rate and review, we're on iTunes as well. Do that. You can follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Golf Pod. This is Eric, the Names and the Reasons Pod. So fun. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. You know, we did one for the Masters, and it was a success because everybody wants <laughs> the names and the reasons, and they want them on a Tuesday night. Want a little bit of the information on the ownership, who's the least and most popular, chalk, who to eat and who to pivot off of. Now, <clears throat> Eric, we have typically gotten right to the names. But... Did you want to play some guitar? Because you were on the Twitter playing guitar this last weekend. Did you want to do that, giving away a hat? You know, I gave away the hats. One was my neighbor, which That's was kind of cool, uh, which was funny. He was he was the one that figured it out first. No, I you know I, I can't I'm I, I can't shred right now. I'm sorry uh, to the to whoever that was that requested that. That was home. There's there's no there's no masters theme. It's not like you know I usually mm-hmm. do the masters theme. There's no PGA Championship theme. It's like a trumpet. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not going to do a trumpet. Sorry. (laughs) That's the Olympics, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a musician. I'm here to just be the host, the co-host of the Fantasy Golf Pod. You could look at this screen on YouTube. You could see us sharing what is FanshareSports.com's pro dashboard. You can get some things on FanshareSports.com that are for free, free, free. You could do that. Uh, in these areas, but you can also build this beautiful little thing that's convenient to look at. That's kind of what I do every week. Uh, I use dark mode, so sorry if it's dark for you, but this is why it's easier on the eyes. Here it is. Okay, you can see the pricing like over here on the left side, like typical, and then Rory, and then there's these columns here, and you can say PO for projected ownership, tags, you know, course suitability ranking. Current form strokes gained T to green, Erica, over the last three measured events. Boom, boom, boom. All the stats. The Doe WGR, what they're ranked in the world. They're projected to make the cut percentage based on something and their win percentage, probably betting wise. So here we go. At the tippity tip top at $11,500, you're seeing Rory McElroy. Now, if you wanted to on this website, Push the button that says Rory McIlroy. You can get a little more on him. You can get his little buzz rank. You can get a sentiment. You can see what he's been ranked in terms of ownership and price and all that stuff for the last few events. 
And then you can go down here and you can see who, you know, what's there's this recent form. Boom. Uh, comments. This is kind of fun. You can see who has been saying things about Rory. Hey, our guy, PGA Tout. He's got a tweet about Rory. Let's see what it is. So if you click down on that, it brings you right to this man's article here on fanshare You can conveniently look up things about players simply as just clicking buttons and oh shit. <laughs> I'll stop sharing that. What do you think about Rory McElroy? Because you like the guy at the tippity tip top or the TPG, and I typically fade the TPG. So, Eric, what are you gonna do there with Rory McElroy? Coming off of a win, Eric, how could he not follow up with another win? How could he not win another major? I mean, seriously, he's played so good. I mean, I just expect it to happen, I, you know, right? He won here in 2012. There's that. I mean, exactly. How could he not? He just won. First first uh, win since 2019. We Everybody's been waiting for it. We've been, you know... The Rory's woes, you know, blamed on the baby and, and all sorts of other issues, putting and this or that or the other. And here, here we have now coming off the win, coming out to a course that he's won at before. It was what nine years ago, whatever. That doesn't matter, right? How does he not win? Uh, right. I think, I think I can fade this. You know, I, I've been getting off the top price golfer. You know, this is something that was big for me for years, but lately, it just—it makes what? too much sense. It just makes what, too you're much not going to use eleven thousand five hundred dollars on DraftKings on a major where it's soft pricing. I mean, you can use it, and you can get. I mean, you can make, you can make you can make some good lineups with any yeah. of these guys up top. So there's an argument to be made there. Does he go back to back? I used to think that that was a shoe in. I think reality set in. It's very. What do you hard. mean a shoe in? You used to think people could go back to back on tournaments and appreciate <laughs> yeah. tour. I mean, that's extremely, it's hard to do. Now, you do want a guy rocking good form, so you do want a guy that has had decent finishes. I mean, that's kind of like typically the guy playing the week before that has been in the top 27 has come into the PGA Championship and won, or you have like some sort of finish the week before if you did play the week before. There's always those trends that you see that, hey, Masters winner has had a win before, or, you know, within a calendar year that sometimes those trends appear and that'll be Rory McIlroy. That'll be other guys in this 10 K and above range, Eric. Let's go back to our fan share sports. God, this thing's so hard. All right. Hold on. Yeah. So the top price guy, you got Rory. And then if you go down next there, Again, this fanshare has the ability to uh, sort by all sorts of stats and all sorts of things in Korean. And, and uh, you know, uh, my internet's kind of slow. <clears throat> my wife's probably streaming The Bachelor. Is The Bachelor on tonight? I'm out in the garage. It's hard to get internet out here. Oh, sorry. Okay, here it is. Back now. Rory's at the top. Then you got Justin Thomas at $11,300. Just under him. You got DJ under that. Now, DJ, there's some. Rumors flying around about DJ. Why isn't he in the featured groups? Things like that. We should talk about every one of these names. You got Rom here, Bryson, and Spieth. What are we doing with these names, Eric? Let's top. Let's talk about the top guy. That JT. We just talked about Rory. So JT won the players. I know that disappointed us a little bit at the Masters. He's playing well overall statistically with most of his stats. Things besides the putter, which Eric. 
we're not really stat junkies by any means. Uh, but if you look at, you know, over the past three tournaments, this dude's gotten green on all the things. Uh, T to green off the approach and around the green, but negative in putting. So if he can just flip that, because we know he can find the putter at times. And that's what we do know also, Eric, is that the putter can be the most volatile club in the bag. So if a guy like JT has the irons going, all he needs to do is putt well. Could he do it at 11-3? Well, and did you see that bingo card of, of the things that touts are saying this week? And one of them, and I listened, hmm. and, you know, among other things, is that putting should be pretty, you know, uh, Pretty easy this neutralized. week. Neutralized. Yeah, neutralized. Whatever, because slow greens, flat surfaces. Pass Palum. Yeah, Pass Palum. You know, used to, I mean, we got – the whole industry needs reasons, and so they search for them, and they find them, and this is going to be one of them. It could mm-hmm. very well be true, though, for JT, and I, 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 I do believe in that wholeheartedly that if you're going to look at some stats, just check out how people are putting. If the guy just won, which, by the way, Rory McIlroy did just win by gaining seven strokes putting – that's how people win tournaments. They they get lucky on a good week of putting. That's how you because win. everybody's good at golf on this tour. So yes, tournaments exactly. it's a contest, especially with the guys at the top. Dustin Johnson's at 10-9, who came off of a withdraw at the Byron Nelson. Is he bad now? And are we concerned about his injury to his knee? He claims he has. I mean, these guys are. Let's just. Say it, say it truthfully. These guys are straight up liars. I mean, everybody knew. Everybody knew that he withdrew because he didn't give a shit about that tournament. He looked at the field. He knew what was going on. Why would he play there? He's like, oh, I got, I got, I got to shoot minus twenty five to win this thing. I don't give a shit. I'm not doing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's not gonna, he doesn't like those kinds of tournaments. He's not injured. So that so our. So why is he in the featured groups? Like the PGA Tour is clearly annoyed that he had an Instagram video of him doing a backflip off of his girl's boat or whatever. Uh, I didn't of- see that. I didn't know any of this. No. Oh, yeah. So like last week he withdrew, <laughs> but yet he was doing backflips off boats. So it's kind of like that kid that's like, <clears throat> mom, I'm sick. And then mom's like, oh, sad. Okay, that's fine. And then they out see him out partying and you're like, what the hell? Thought you're sick. You know, so it's the PGA Tour is mad. They're like his mom and they're grounding him by putting him in timeout and not letting him play on the PGA Tours featured groups this week. Okay, so there's that. Also, do you trust him, though? Because most of these people are liars. We've talked about this. We've ranted and raved about this in text messages to each other that, like, you have to decipher then what is a lie. Because we know Webb will show up, give an interview saying he's perfectly great and ready to go and happy to be there and then withdraw before his tea time by 10 seconds. And then you have a guy like Rory who will go on to win a tournament and in the post-round interview say, well, if I had an early round tea time on Thursday, I might not have even played this tournament. So it's like, oh, my goodness. Now, do you then believe which lie is the lie and which truth is the truth and which one do you believe? Because is it Rory who is maybe he's full of shit and then he's just saying that or maybe he's not. Who's you got? Then we're deciphering people's lies and truths to then their psyche and then their ability to perform. And then those are all excuses typically because anyone can fight through all this stuff. So you know you have the Brookses of the world that are telling you, hey. I was hurt. I was injured. I'm doing what I can. I'm proving it. I don't give a shit. No excuses. And then you have guys like other guys that don't have that same attitude. So what's DJ? Is he the one? 
I mean, I, I used to think he was a killer, and it just now it's it just seems so hard to predict with with someone like him. I got to think at a major, these guys are coming in here to play. It's 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 not a clown event like the 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 Byron Nelson. Uh, right. Byron Nelson, no no offense to him, great player, but <laughs> but the event itself has turned into a, a you know it is what it is. So you could see why somebody like DJ would would want uh, get out but but a pga championship these guys are, i think are going to be giving it all they're all and yeah uh, yeah it's, so on uh on on sports.com i'm showing this i can change things out you know sometimes i, I don't use i don't play on FanDuel, so i don't need any of that FanDuel information in there so you can use these little um maneuvers and doodads and do things and change it around so here you go looking back at that the next name in on the list is john rom at 10-5 but he hasn't been good since he was a father any interest in john rom i mean it makes sense it yeah. really makes sense. It really, right. I mean, if you think truly about this, and I, I thought I was thinking about this uh, earlier that why, why are these guys in their prime doing this? I mean, I was, I was like 30 when I had a kid and I thought that was a little early. <laughs> you think that John Rahm is a choice? Is, you got to think, think these guys have a choice. Like, like why not wait till you're 35 to even, consider getting married and then you can have your kids when you're a little older and, and starting to get out. Like, it's just bizarre to me that like, and then you see what happens like fucking Ricky Fowler. He's not even kids, but he got married and, he, and he's awful. Even <laughs> marriage ruins these guys, let alone having the baby. Now some of them come around once they get a little older and they get into the swing of things and you know, they're hiring their all pairs and whatever. And they, they <laughs> figured out the schedule, but God damn John Rom, Why did you guys, Go ahead and get have a kid. So then, there you're not taking John Rom this week. I never played John Rom anyway, so it's fine for me. Okay, what about Bryson? Because this is a bomber track, and we're told this week that you need to be a bomber to get it around here. And also, Eric, he gets his greens books, he gets his range finder. They're allowed those items this week. It's PGA. He also has played decently recently. He's had a win in March at the API, third at the Players. He was ninth at Wells Fargo. Kind of bad last week, saddled by a shitty putter. Minus four strokes putting for Bryson last week. It appears to be uh, low ownership here. Let's look at the ownership. Now you can see right here what the ownership PO is. It is next to their name. Right now, there's all about a mix. Now, again, it gets better and better as the week goes on, as the information is siphoned through the system. Uh, but Bryson is the lowest wanted in this 10K and above range at 8.85%. I, you know, with Bryson, <laughs> he, I'm not one to predict him, but I think I, he's going to be on my list of the, of the 10, <laughs> 10K plus up guys that I'll, I'll click a handful of shares of. You know, it depends on if I go all in on Jordan Spieth or not. That could make things a little bit more difficult if I'm going to be taking uh, 100% Jordan Spieth, which we can get to. Putting him with Bryson. Okay, cool. Let's talk about Jordan Spieth. That's all we want to talk about anyway, because it's Jordan (laughs) Spieth week. The house bet already had revealed it on the Preferred Lines podcast, which can be downloaded on iTunes, can be rewatched on YouTube. That is the house bet this week. Jordan Spieth at 15 and a half to one. Also, somebody that uh, Joe Idoni likes too. So we're in together. And on this website, fansharesports.com, there's a CF. It's for current form. 
you have a yellow, a green, and a red, and you also have a green with flames on it. And that means that this dude has been in the top five percentage of DraftKings scoring over his last three measured events. So there you go. Uh, Fanshare has a flame on him. Not a lot of guys have flames on their uh, green circles. Hovland does. But there you go. So uh, we got we got uh, Spieth there at $10,100. But, Eric, we have him as a wanted man. In fact, the most wanted in this range. Holy shit, most wanted. I mean, besides Hovland, you're going to have a Spieth-Hovland start. You're not going to be alone. Do we have any interest in uh, just eating all the chalk on Jordan Spieth? Because why not? It's going to be the week for Jordan Spieth, is it not? Well, I mean, I think you believe it in your heart, and I do as well. And I think the brains and the stats all point in the same direction. And, you know, we love Jordan Spieth. So, fuck everyone. If you fade Jordan Spieth, okay. I guess if you're if you're well, making 20 lineups and you fade them in all of them, that's probably foolish. How'd that work out at the Masters for you, buddies? Right? No, I mean, I get it. 100% Jordan Spieth. I mean, why are we even talking about that? We don't need to talk about that. He's back. He's motivated. We know he's back. (laughs) Everyone knows he's back. Everyone loves saying he's back. Um, He's got to win the Grand Slam. That's something. He's got to overcome that burden. But I saw his press conference today. I don't think he really truly cares about that. It's more than he just wants to win another major and continue to keep winning and playing well and proving that what he was doing for the last year and a half is about to work forever. Arnold Palmer didn't even win the Grand Slam. So uh, it's not a big deal if this doesn't happen for him. This isn't like a thing, I don't think, for people. He's definitely confident, so we know that, and that's great. But there are concerns, Eric, about Jordan Spieth. The fact that Jordan Spieth recently had COVID, does that – and then he had to recover from that. He said he had 21 days that he was down on COVID. And then last week's the first time he'd played in a while, and quote, unquote, people from Twitter saying he appeared to be tired and fatigued last week at the Byron Nelson. So – is that a reason why he didn't complete and win the Byron Nelson and finish it off? Or is that bullshit and COVID's that's not a big deal? I mean, you know, uh, COVID-19 is a, is a crazy disease. Some people get nothing and some people get something. I mean, I, I guess, God, that, this is another thing. We're trying to guess more lies and, and smoke and smoke and mirrors about, you know, what, what, what happened there, but he can, he was, he was around last week at a birdie fest. He was making birdies all over the place. Like he's probably fine. I got to think. So fuck that. Yeah. No concerns for me on Jordan Spieth. In fact, I might not be, you know, I'm not actually going to be a hundred percent on anyone because I don't think this is the course and these types of events set up well for that because one day, one guy can just get ruined and be kind of out of it and then press and get worse and and get more ruined. So uh, I think you, if you're going to make 20 lines, which we typically do, you might want to only go with 8, 9, 10 at the most of one single person. Or maybe you just do six shares of like basically everyone that you're going to use. I don't know. Uh, Colin Morikawa leads the 9K range as we enter that, where it is also has a Sander Shoffley, who it looks pretty popular right there. But the most popular name is at $9,300. It is Victor Hovland. And are you interested, Eric, as the Quagnus Chalk Donkey himself in a Victor Hovland? I mean, I'm easily persuaded by a guy that comes in with two uh, third place finishes. Yeah, 
that's the kind of you know that's the kind of form that I like to see. But you know that doesn't necessarily always mean that they're gonna they're gonna mm-hmm. back that up with another one. But at ninety three hundred, great price for a guy that we've all loved watching yeah. play and do and be well and be and he's probably. But I think I don't know if I heard you say this comparison, but he probably is still kind of like, well, fuck, Morikawa won a major. Why can't I? That's what I was going to say, actually. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. That's yeah, I love those things. Like <laughs> yeah, like his, his friend do it. Oh gosh, I could do a toe. <laughs> uh, no, Morikawa won last year, but I don't know. I'm not as confident with him coming in this year, even though he did just win a house bet for me at the workday just not that long ago. Um, Colin Morikawa at $9,800 is a good price. He's not totally uber chalk. He's got good statistics other than the putter typically. Now, I don't know. Why wouldn't we want Colin Morikawa, actually? Well, no, there's no reason. I I was talking about Hovland before, but there's no reason to not like Morikawa here either. I mean, the same I'm can be I'm thinking that there's people that aren't link, liking him. I think people are fading him. And Why? I Maybe because he comes in and has those obligations as being a defending champion. That didn't bother Brooks, though. But we know Brooks is here at $9,500. Should we talk about Brooks Kepka? We can ta- be done talking about Colin Morikawa. And there's $9,600 Andrew Shoffley, who we know is kind of not. We never get him right, do we? No, we never get him right. But what we do know we get right is that Brooks Kepka is a major killer. He is. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's been the trend over the years. I I still have some hesitancy with him, to be honest. What? He, he seems, Why? Because it was me? I don't know. He, he, just, he has to do that like weird bend down to read the putts. That was kind of weird. Maybe he's still doing that. I don't. Doesn't bother me. I'm not worried about that. You know why? Because he's ninety five hundred dollars and he's not wanted. He's very good at golf, and he's actually different. We we used to, Eric. We've been doing this long enough that we used to not think that he was different. We used to think that this is something that like people just say, and then it's you know, it's oh well. He made he won a couple. So he just kind of like, you know, maybe he is just better at majors and he just like, you know, we kind of like, you know, nah, that can't be true, but it's true. He is better at majors. He's like a Tom Brady where he gets up for the moment. He looks like there, you know, I try to, you know, it's, uh, it's in golf itself. When I'm playing golf, you play golf that you get nervous. Like I, I played with, I've played with my boss before in the past and there's water on the first hole and I chunk it into the water for sure. You know, like (laughs) you just get nervous or uh, you're playing, maybe you put money on it, for example, and it makes it your chemicals inside of your body dance differently. And you hold the club different and you win playing great for 17 holes. And the guy's like, dude, let's put money on this last hole. And you fucking suck. Then all of a sudden Brooks doesn't have this problem. Brooks is like almost better when that moment happens, kind of like it's just like Tom Brady where he's in the huddle and everything moves slower for him. And it's a lot easier when everyone else is around is panicking. He becomes less panicked. Like it's fucked up. So Brooks has been doing this for years now. And he said it. He's told you, I walk into the thing and I know when there's 90 guys in the field, 60 of them are going to be nervous on Sunday, even if they're in contention. So I got them there. Half of those 60 aren't even going to get to the Sunday because they're too nervous now. 
X, Y, Z happens, and I am going to easily outdo this field. And at $9,500, Eric, at less than 10% ownership, do you even need a Brooks Kepka to win? I mean, you're going to you're gonna need him when he wins. So, well, no, But you don't necessarily need his his finishing position to be a win. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, of course not. No, you don't. Yeah, you can have a $9,500 alone. Right. Brooks, get third, fifth, eighth, tenth place, 20th place, and still do okay right. enough that he's in your lineup and he's good. You're absolutely right about the fact that, I mean, this is just another situation. And look up at DJ and some of the other guys that aren't going to be wanted as well. Coming with bad form, I mean, Rory was two missed cuts and then one. Now we got Brooks Kepka with two missed cuts coming into a major. Nobody believes in him. This happens every year. Right. Exactly. One of these guys. And he won an event in February. I mean, like it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. He's not hurt. Okay, we don't talk about Brooks anymore. Let's talk about who is not wanted because we know who's wanted. We know everyone wants Brooks. Do they want Hideki? Let's check in with the fanchairsports.com ownership. That's to the right of these people. No, 3% owned. He's the least wanted. And then you have Patrick Cantlay at 4%. Brooks is not wanted. I mean, you have a Patrick Webb, Patrick Reed, and Webb Simpson that are like in low, almost 10%. Any interest in Hideki, the low ownership there, or with Patrick Cantlay? That's your guy, right? Or same with Webb. You're kind of into these. Is this kind of fun for you that you could see low ownership on a Webb and a Cantlay? On a Webb and a Hideki especially. Cantlay, not so much. That form really bothers me a little bit. To the point that I don't know if I'm going to go down the Cantley route, but but okay. no 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 love for Hideki or Webb. That's strange. Why? Because Webb can't hit it far, and it's a seven eight hundred yard course, right? That's the stupid. I don't don't get sucked into that narrative that that you got to be a bomber to win this. Yeah, and Bryson's going to have different looks, and Webb's going to have different looks, and they all compensate out. These guys are professional golfers. They get it done in all the various ways. One sure. guy does it one way. One guy does it the other way. So Patrick Reed does it around the green, and he's also been doing it putting. And it looks like it would be important. Yeah. So do you want Patrick Reed? Are we APPR? Are we APPR? Are you asking me that question? <laughs> are we always playing Patrick Reed? <laughs> I assume so. Yeah. Why they the fuck not? $9,100? Exactly. We're doing that <laughs> for sure. I mean, come on. Uh, but, yeah, I'm kind of not there with Patrick Cantlay. I feel yeah. like, you know, something's up with him. I know maybe I've heard a couple things. I've heard that it's his girlfriend that dumped him before the Masters. Now, that could be kind of a an excuse that he didn't play well at the Masters and he just used some, you know, fraudulent girlfriend, like Manti Teo style. And pretended that he had a girlfriend. Who knows? Nine thousand dollars, though. Like if, for Cantley, feels fair. And at five percent or less ownership, you'd like feel like that's a good deal. But what do we know, Eric, about these types of things and these lineups they have to make? And what's happened in DFS is basically now you got to do what's right. You have to make a good lineup. It may be a good game theory play. Now, if you're not us. We don't play those gigantic contests like the Millie Maker, for example, which is a total scam. But <laughs> besides that's besides the point. But if you're in a contest like that, yes, you end up having to take a guy like Patrick Cantley. Which what does that mean, Eric? You're just admitting that you're going to take the bad golfer in order to get leverage because 
the bad golfer could be good. Totally. We get that. Like that, that's way true. And like, no one could argue against us against that. Like we would love to agree with you. Anyone's good or bad, bad or good. But at the same time, more not often than not. And we have chased the bad golfer tr- to be good. We've done that for a long time. That strategy of running away and trying to find the Patrick Cantley of the week that has that one comeback week. And I mean, Rory was it a couple weeks ago. You could have probably somewhat maybe seen that coming or whatever, but probably not. So those are the weeks we don't win. That's the type of thing like that might be. We used to think that that was seven out of 10, right? And typically that's now how many times is it a uh, contrarian build of a crazy week happen? Yeah. Two and out of ten? Three out of ten? Maybe and don't, don't forget too that we're not talking about a bad golfer here. We're talking about Patrick Cantley is a is no no no. Like that's why that's why there's arguments that people make about like, oh, I'm just gonna use that because right. Patrick Cantley and like anything can happen. So I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is that I've done that strategy. And more often than not, yes, that you know, like it's just all the same through that. So like I'd rather bet on the guy that I've seen play well over the last few weeks, even if I have to bite the chalk off with everybody else who's seen it too, knowing that that's more likely to continue than picking the week that Patrick Cantlay plus also Eric, we're talking about projected ownership where when it comes down to it, we don't actually know if Patrick Cantlay is going to be 2% or 7% or 5%. So you, you go into it thinking I'm going to get a leverage position on Patrick Cantley, who sucks lately, but I'm okay with it because I get him at three, four percent, and then he's eight, and nine percent. Yeah, right. And then what happens is you went and you didn't take the guy that's good, that's played well, that you've seen at 16 percent. So you just went with this this dude at nine percent who's been bad for no, for, 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 to get 16 or nine percent. Like, so we right. stopped doing that. We just started playing better lineups. And like I'm, I'm fine if Patrick Cantley burns me because at the same time, Eric, there's the argument that can be made once your lineup gets to the top of a contest, you don't even need the Patrick Cantley in that lineup because nobody had him. So he probably isn't even in one of those common lineups because this isn't a popular name and he didn't get paired with everybody else that was good. So like it just really comes down to like it, or maybe you decide, oh my gosh, I like this seven K guy has been playing well that no one wants at 7%, 3%, 5%. And that's where you make your change. And that's what you do in your six-man lineup is you take the Jordan Spieth, you take the Hoblin because you don't give a fuck in the 9K and the 10K range. And you don't decide, I want to get cute and use. <laughs> oh, God, Bagels is in here. So play the ownership edge. Correct, Bagels, yes, but do it in a wise way, obviously. That's what we're talking about. So anyway, let's continue. Uh, I think we've exhausted the 9K range, and it is time to get to the favorite range that we have here. It is the 8K range where we typically like to pepper the 8K range. Cameron Smith leads us off at $8,900, and there are names being peppered in this range, and I'm surprised now to see this. Will Zalatoris isn't in double-digit ownership yet, but he's $8,800. So you have Cameron Smith. Will Zalatoris, Daniel Berger, Tony Finau, Scotty Scheffler. You got Matt Fitzpatrick, 
Sung Jay, M, and Tommy Fleetwood, Justin Rose, Louis Yu stays in a Tyrrell Hatton. My God, of course you should pepper this. What are we doing here? And these aren't even that wanted. Look at the ownerships to the right of these names. If you're using the uh, YouTube, you can see Cameron Smith's at 16 and a half. Okay, that's pretty popular, actually. That might be the pop most popular in the whole range, which surprises me. I thought Daniel Berger would be the most popular, but he's only 14.6. Zalatoris, under 10%. Tony Fiat, now. Oh, barely over 10%. Scheffler, not even 10%. Fitzpatrick is the most popular besides these other people. And then Sungjae not wanted. Fleetwood not wanted. Rose, Louis, Hatton, all under 10%. Huh. No one's peppering the AK range. Are they getting the stars and scrubsy because they're being told they need these names at the 10K and 11.5 and names? Yeah, that very well could be. And I mean... All right, so, okay, what's your favorite name, Mr. Chalk Donkey? Because do you like Cameron Smith? Because everybody's clicking Cameron Smith. That surprises me. Do we like him because of his result at the Masters or his result with the Zurich? I mean, I guess maybe he's good. I don't know. Eat the chalk. I mean, Bagel, should we eat the chalk here? Cameron Smith's been playing good. Let's, you know, not don't have to put down Cameron Smith, but I, 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 I got burned by Matt Fitzpatrick last yeah. week. And I thought that maybe he wouldn't be wanted this week and it could be a good opportunity for me to like have amnesia and forget about the fact that he cost me, you know, a little bit of money and get him into lower ownership. But you said that he's highly wanted. So that's very annoying about Matt Fitzpatrick. Yeah, that, you know. We might have to check the sentiment later tomorrow because this does shuffle. And then people look at the ownership right. projections on a Tuesday at 830 and they change their thoughts and then they move and they don't care who they yep. click because they don't really give a shit because they don't even watch golf. They don't know the difference. They think the name is fine <laughs> now and they don't know it's Tony fine. fine now. <laughs> uh, but yes, ownership doesn't matter when you're playing cash games, but we don't really play cash games, but it could actually own matter in, in cash. Now um, the strategies might've changed because it used to not matter. And I don't want to preach anything about that because i don't play cash i only play the short game for one dollar for 20 lineups so i don't know uh but scotty scheffler not wanted i mean i like will salatoris it's one of the guys i put bet to win um the tournament i do love sung jm and i do like his low ownership but there's a reason why sung jm at eighty three hundred dollars isn't wanted because he's not the same sung jay as he's been right yeah he's 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 not He's, so it's kind of it pains me to say that, and the same, you know. I bet it does. Do you? What about Tommy Fleetwood? Can Fleet is? We talk about this too, Eric. You get to a point where you're 30 years old. You're 29 years old. You're just who you fucking are at that point, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, oh, like Tony Finau, he's who he is, and Tommy Fleetwood, they who they're who they are, and both these dudes are the dudes we also talk about, Eric, where they're. Sorry to say it, not killers, dude. And they don't, they're like happy that their their partner, they like say hi to Tiger on the first tee. And then they're like friends with people. Like there's certain <laughs> golfers that aren't killers. We've seen it. Paul Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Among others. We've got a long list of those guys. Do you take these non killers in this range or does it matter? Ah, you know, I mean, you know, for your for your uh, preferred lines, 
program. You're not you're not betting the. I mean, I hope you're not betting these guys to win. I I I don't know what odds are out there as far as like top tens and fives and twenties or whatever. But yeah. but I mean, like on a, for DK purposes, you can envision a scenario where somebody here in this AK range. In fact, a lot of these guys probably fall into the category where you know, they could be a top five and you need them in your lineup. And based on what you decided to do with your builds, if you're taking a Jordan Spieth or even up top with Roy or whatever, and you come down here to the 8K range, one of these guys could be involved in the winning GPP lineup. So I don't think that there's a, a reason to fade a Tommy Fleetwood because he does have that like top 10 upside. He's just not going to work. Yeah, and majors especially, you know, even like Rose, an unwanted Rose, yeah. who's just awful right now. Uh, you but know, you know he only gives a fuck about four rounds. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So that's you know, why I was on him at the Masters first round leader because I was like, ha, everybody thinks he's bad. Probably be great. Right, right, right. Now, yeah, that was fantastic. There is Eric a difference though. Like, look at the difference between the names at the top who have won, who are good. Will's Al Torres is top tens and second at the Masters and all these things. Daniel Berger played great last week. We saw it. Tony Finau even has had contention runners up in 2021, the year, the calendar year. Scheffler, too. And then, like, the difference between that and the upper 7K names, I mean, we're talking like huge difference. And these people, like Neiman and Lowry, they're at 11%. You have Casey at 14, Leishman at 14, and 13%. Sometimes, Eric, it's best to just give up. 11-5 Rory or not use 10-2 Bryson and combine them with 10-1 speed. Like, try to not do that and just, you know, pick a guy and drop down and then try to save some money and go up to these low-owned, super probably better names in this AK range. I don't know. I'm just thinking that out loud. I, I think this 8K range is pretty good. You know, when you look at like the Fitzpatrick up above, you're getting some question marks with Justin Rose. And I like Louise Oosthuizen at a major. I, I don't know. I just always like a Louis Oosthuizen. I mean, he always kind of disappoints. Well, but. isn't he great at around the green too? Don't you want somebody that can just scramble their ass off around these dunes and bunkers? Can't you see Louis chipping in from a bunch of bunkers this week? Yeah. I, you can He's see up at every major. I know it feels like it. I don't know. I liked him at the Masters, and he was not not actually that great. <laughs> what about Tyrrell Hatton? Has he fallen off? Is he old news? Well, we yeah, it's the same old boring, you know, repeated line <laughs> of the fact that he's you know he doesn't have he doesn't have the mentality because he gets pissed. We I kind of like an, an anger, but there seems to be a little bit of a thing there. He's got a little rom in him. He's got a little ROM in him, but I, I mean, but at eight thousand bucks, I mean, I don't right? know. If that's what I feel like. You're not paying ten one for this guy or no, whatever. You can no, get him exactly. at eight thousand dollars. You can be almost like your third or fourth guy into your lineup. Tyrrell Hatton is definitely going to grind his ass off around here. And if you get Tyrrell Hatton with a good putting week, you're going to get a good Tyrrell Hatton, and he's going to be nice. He's going to be happy because his putts <laughs> are going in. And then he's gonna that's gonna bleed into the other parts of his game. And we haven't seen him in contention for a while, I feel like. So maybe he's due to get into contention. Now we've seen Abraham answer do things, and he's in the seven K range. He leads us off. He's got a green circle with a flame sticking out of it. That means he's been the top five percentage of the DraftKings scoring over his last three measured events. You have Adam Scott, you've got veterans in this range, Jason Day and Paul Casey. 
what are you doing at this upper K 7K range? Now, I just talked a little shit about this, these names compared to the other names, but these are major winners and uh, real people. Uh, what the hell are we doing? Because this just continues to get – I mean, this is hard to do. We got a green flame here with Sam Burns. Got, I mean, Bubba Watts is down here. Wallace is playing well. Lord have mercy. Now, is this where you start to look at the ownership? Because that's where you can make a pivot because you don't really know the difference between these names. Yeah, I think you're going to have to make a balance. And this is what I was, I was thinking about this before we got going. Like, like you said, the names that you have that have flames were flames in my brain as well uh, that you mentioned, you know, with with like Sam Burns, like Sam Burns, like, uh, like Matt Wallace, some of these guys. So with like- Sam Burns, this uh, this majors Corey Connors, because remember going into the Masters, Corey Connors was the chalk, and everybody wanted him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, maybe you I, use I, Sam. I, I, well, I, I think I'd argue that the big difference between Corey Connors and Sam Burns is that Sam Burns can actually putt, whereas Corey Connors. Okay. Whereas so then Corey- maybe we maybe uh, the, the Sam Burns could actually win a major. Sam Burns at seventy five hundred. If if I mean if you you know again go back to your your uh, betting program. If if that's a bet, that's a long shot bet that could pay off. But seventy five hundred. Why don't I just go one hundred percent Sam Burns this week at seventy five hundred? Like for wow. fuck's sakes, how does he not? How does he not? Because he could be burnt pot? out. I mean, like he's got blisters from all these rounds playing in contention. He's got blisters from getting a first and second place and playing the yeah. best golf of his entire life, and then he's now not- he's entering the PGA Championship. You're telling me he's not he's going to come in and flame out at the PGA Championship? This dude's coming in red hot fire. This is the and he's only seven point seven percent owned. Look at these green no numbers. Way. No way, wait, no way, he's not going to be seven percent owned. There's no way people like the public is going to look at his first and second place finishes. He's going to be way higher than that. He's going to be massive chalk. But look who's and- around him. And you're Joe Public. You come in here and you see Sergio, Bubba, Gary Woodland, and you go, Sam Burns? Oh, his candle burnt out. I mean, these his people candle- have a rating of 70% of whatever this is. I mean, sentiment rating where there's some negative sentiment on him for some reason. Because What's why? Going? What did he What did he do? If he putted too well the last two weeks, then I could see why. Did he? He point. He putted. He gained half a stroke putting last week, dude. So he should have won. He should have fucking won. He he gained oh nine God, strokes putting so at, the Val, at the Valspar. So I, I mean, cannot believe he won't be chalk. So uh, we'll have to talk about that tomorrow morning when I go live and talk about that. But uh, let's just go through quickly the names that are popular. I said it. Abe, you're going. You're wow. I don't. It's. Feels I I just won great. 90 to one bet on him. He's amazing. He's fun. Sam Burns is a great guy. Now Abraham answer. He's popular. Neiman, Casey, and Leishman, and Connors, and Wallace, and Keegan. Any interest in Keegan Bradley? <laughs> I know. I knew this was going to come up. Come up. He's got a green flame. I know. All right. I know. I know. He's got a. I, of course, he's got a green flame. Well, how has he been so good? Is it? It's not even. Is it putter? He's putting. It's not, no, it's not putter. It's never putter with Keegan. Everybody knows that. Well, it's it could be. Putter. He could be just a neutral. It's a neutral putter, and it's a fantastic everything else. That's great. In an approach, and so why wouldn't we do this? He's won a major. He's going to be Keegan Bradley. Seven, dude, I've won a GPP with Keegan Bradley. I was just on some show talking about how he could be good, and he was great. 
the thing about Keegan Bradley is once he gets to 13.4%, once he gets to a point where he is looking at himself in the mirror, that's maybe a point <laughs> where well, I'm nervous about it. Keegan Bradley himself versus <laughs> Sam Birds himself being like, yeah, uh, line them up, both of them, in a confidence contest. And I'm like, I have no confidence in uh, Keegan over Sam Burns at this point. You know, have the percentage ownership projected? I don't know. We'll see what the ownerships come down to, but I don't have any interest in Keegan. Let's talk about other things. I got some rants and raves to go through about the uh, contests that are out there now. Uh, we can talk about contest selection. There are some questions in the chat. We'll get to you guys for in a second, but I got to rant about the fact that like the million, the Millie maker is a scam and we've said that for years. So don't join the Millie maker contest. Let's boycott it. I don't care. DraftKings doesn't sponsor the show and doesn't give me shit or doesn't talk to me. So I don't need them to know anything about me or anything. So I'll just tell you the truth. It might irritate you too. I, I agree. I agree. Completely. You, may, you may, you know, do what you want to do. And like, it's fun to have a scratch off ticket, but you have to know that that's what it is. So therefore it is a literally a bad decision to do. So just keep do whatever you want. I mean, obviously I don't give a shit about you, but at the same time, this is the casino. DraftKings is a casino. This is roulette. We know that. So just do what you want. And you may choose to believe whatever you want. You may not want to believe that this is roulette and that this is gambling, and that you may choose to believe that someone or some formula can provide you an athlete performance answer. And they can't. So don't... All I'm saying is that there's scammers out there, including DraftKings, that are going to scam you into thinking that you can win a, a Millie Maker and become a millionaire. Uh, no. And then B, or that some guy is going to give you some formula that's going to give you the answers. But we don't care, though, really, do we? Because we've never really cared about if you get scammed or not. We don't really care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know why. You're listening to this 45 minutes into this. Like, we don't really care about that. We don't give a shit if you think that it's a good idea to play for thousands of dollars or actually bet your house on something that is out of your control. It's up to you. It's true, though, that you're going to come to this podcast and we're not going to give you some bullshit that like you could win these things and that you should enter the Millie Maker and you could use the scam system that we're going to sell you. We're not going to do that stuff. You can, though, go to our YouTube page and you can look at our strategy that we've posted on there. There's a uh, helpful playlist with some strategies. So one of them includes contest selection, and that's important. That's pretty much A1 in deciding if I'm going to play DraftKings, what am I going to do? How am I going to lose my money? What's the best way? Do I want to lose it fast in a furious way? Or do I want to ride it out like a $20, $1 per lineup, slow bleed? <laughs> I, um, can I chime in real quick? About yeah, sorry. The, uh, millionaire maker. I, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't hold it against anyone if they threw in a lineup. Mm -hmm. Only because you do. Like you, you, do. you do. Huh? You know it's a scam, and you know it's a negative EV up. Oh, well, 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 but if it's a scratch-off ticket, then yeah. yeah. Or if it's a Powerball ticket, if you but look at it. But don't enter the right? chalk name. Enter the Cantlays. Right, but I think that I think there, there's I think there's evidence of 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 single entries into the Millionaire Maker winning, and then and then all you got to do is wait for next week and look for the tweet of the people who go in and analyze all the like. People that max entry the millionaire maker and yeah, that's awesome. I follow him. I and 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 the results are just 
fucking hilarious because like basically most of them lose some of them like like some of them lose bad and then there's some that like kind of profit like you just you'd think that the guys that multi uh, maxed for 150 lineups would be these people but no it's not anything what you expect and then you know then some one-off person takes down the whole thing like how infuriated would you be if you were the uh you know one of the handful of people that 150 max that 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 horrible horrible contest which i won't be doing this week ten dollars at uh uh, the Masters was a, was a pretty good deal, and I can't remember if I put one in or not. But uh, twenty bucks, I'll, I'll I'll save my money and play the Mayo and and the short game. Oh yeah, call, definitely call play those rake free listener league contests. The rake free li- listener league contests. I mean, three entry, single entry, three max, whatever. Danny Ryback knows. Play those. Play the. Play what you want. Do whatever the fuck you want. We don't give a fuck about you. Um, let's talk about, though, uh, other things in the 6K range. Should we get there? Yeah. Um, I yeah. love Stuart Sink. Who else do we need to talk about, though? In the 6K range? Like I said, No, the 7K range. Do we need to talk about? Oh, uh, I wanted to quickly, before we leave the strategy contest, uh, content about this part, uh, did, are you doing any stacking? Tea time waves, weather draws. Oh, uh, no, probably. Like uh, JT mentioned that it could potentially be something where, you know, a specific tea time draw. Now he used the word "could," not "will." Just say. I mean, it it does actually work out in in some circumstances. Yeah. I, I I don't. I mean, if, if you're playing for thousands, it probably was worth looking out for that type of situation if you got a bunch of guys that you like that are in, like, the bad weather wave. we don't. But then you them. always say, okay, I'm going to play these. I know this weather wave is going to – you almost have to, like, hedge yourself if you're playing weather wave and do, like, three from one and three from another, even yeah. if that one looks better because what will happen yeah. is that one will get delayed and then this one will enter the wave of bad – and then this one will end up being good. And even though you thought and it were told like these people were going to be bad. So be careful of those kind of things. I do want to talk about more names in the 7K range because there are names here that I do want to tell people to pick and click. And that includes our guys, Cameron Champ and Cameron Tringali. Hello. They're in the low 7K range. And there's another guy down here that's my favorite freaking play. He's right above that at $7,200. Look at these names. 2.3%. 0.7% projected ownership, 2.6%. These are your last guys in. Easy. Billy Horschel, too. Come on. Do to win a major. Somebody's ready to win a major. And I just like him. So, granted, my favorite play in the 7K range at the Masters was Matthew Wolf. So, uh, don't listen to my advice. I can't predict athlete performance. Like, I'm sorry. That's why I don't play for high stakes. Um, and then you got Homa's not wanted. Where did I see that? Do you have yeah. Max Homa at two percent? He's playing really well, isn't he? I mean, he missed he missed the cut at the Wells Fargo, but before that, a six at Valspar. So, yeah, I mean, no, he's been he's been playing great. Otherwise, Charlie Hoffman's playing great. He's good. See, Will Kim likes Pete Dye. He does. He really does. Is I mean, this Pete Dye or is this Pete Dye's wife? 
<laughs> I, what? I read it's Pete Dye's wife who wanted like every single green to be elevated above the something so that they could see the ocean from the green. I, wow. I don't know if I heard that. I heard that somewhere. So Pete Dye's wife influenced this course. I, her name is on the thing. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't. Who, I wouldn't who cares? Um, let's go to the 6K range. Well, Matt Jones, you could click him. He's good and he's not wanted. Robert McIntyre, there he is. Uh, you got some Southern boys, like these South Carolina guys, like Kevin Kisner. Isn't he like kind of a Georgia Southern guy? Like Kirk's here too. And you got Harris English and other people, maybe. Oh, my God. Ricky Fowler or, do, or Kucher or Grio. I mean, this 7K range, not bad. So then do you really need to go to the 6K range? I don't know if you do. And Eric, I don't want to. People might be. Um, they're going to Ryan Palmer. Let's see who else they're going to. I wrote the names down. Stuart Sink, you just mentioned him. Where is he? He's at $6,900. He's projected at 4% ownership. He'll probably get higher owned than that. He's wanted. He's a bomber now, Stuart Sink. Look at his off the tee game. Where is it? I guess it's not that great. Fantastic. How, though? What is it? What are we looking at? I guess, well, the last 12 rounds, he's 61st in the field. So I guess that's not. It's better than people he's around price wise. So fuck it. Right. Uh, who else? I don't know. I don't really care about the 6K range. Do you? Are I you care like Dylan for Telly? I, well, no, maybe, maybe I'll go back to Norin. Charles? Huh? Oh, Norin's in this range. Oh, yeah. Norin's been playing well. Yeah. Charles's uh, been playing well. Yeah. Charles has this green flame pooping the flame out. I like Charles. I think I, I do. do think I do think that somebody down here is going to get clicked that's unwanted and is going to randomly pop. This is what happens oh, in these majors. This do, massive... do you need him What? Do you need do you him think... in a winning lineup? I think, Billy might. Dude, I think Dorn, you might. Dude, $6,600. That's it? It's a good price. Pretty good price, I thought. I yeah. mean, you're not gonna go. You're not gonna go. I don't know. Look at some Joel Damon, sixty four hundred. I mean, I like him because he's a winner recently on tour, and his caddy's funny. And then he also survived cancer, so there's that narrative. And then if he's in contention, like you feel like, I mean, he's gonna goof around and not care that much. There he is. Yeah. So I mean, you got Joel maybe you Damon. don't want that. We talked about clowns. We talked about those people, people that are clowns. And then clicking a clown in a major, dude, the guy will be six over through five holes, and then he'll start saying to Gino, like, let's try to have eights on the rest of the holes coming in. It'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like, how does Joel have seven eights in a row? He got he tenth. It, he, he got tenth at the PGA Championship last year. I know, right? So that's what it's I'm like, I've ranted about Joel. We know he's an ungodly talent and that doesn't actually care. It like never puts it together, never practices, shows up and hopes that he's good that day because he knows it's golf. And sometimes he really is because he's naturally gifted. That's Joel Damon. One nut, Joel Damon. We've talked for an hour, Eric. Should we talk about other things? I mean, we're talking about building lineups. I'm like not going to use any of these 6K range names, so that's why I don't care. I'm probably going to pepper the middle more and trust some low K 7K name guys and get to build balanced and good lineups. Yeah, and you don't even need to necessarily. I, I'll probably dip and take like one six k name when I stack it with like, 
you know, Rory or okay. Jordan. Um, do you want to talk about my uh, my values? Did you write any values down? I didn't write any values down, but I'll tell you my values. I have I know what they okay. are already. Let me hear them. Spieth? Well, no, no, no. I'll start I'll start at the bottom. Sam Burns, seventy five hundred bucks. Are you fucking kidding me? We talked about that already. <laughs> okay. If you if you're fading him because of some reason that was told to you, don't. He's playing really so, good. He's playing really good golf. I know. Everyone's seen it. So keep going. Who else? And I don't think that speeds of value necessarily, but I think he's priced appropriately because he's basically the best golfer in the field right now. So yeah. it is a value by yeah. you know, 1400 bucks. It could so, be a value. Now, it could be a value to get Brooks at 95 if he is the major killing Brooks that he normally is. So I like that as a value. Yeah. I like Patrick Reed, too, at APPR at $9,100 in a scramble fest. We know he's safe, too, because he's good at, like, every type of course and every situation. And whether draw or not, Patrick Reed's going to grind his ass off. We know this. So I'm going to go with Patrick Reed. And then I kind of do sneakily like the Zalatoris pick. Because if he's not popular or chalk, this feels like kind of a Morikawa syndrome of last year where you're like, now again, Morikawa had a little bit more establishment going into the PGA. He had won that off secondary event. He'd done some other things. He was kind of like in that class of names and had a little more pedigree, etc. But, well, Zalatoris, it wouldn't surprise me if he popped up and won and you were like, oh, yeah, wow, Will Zalatoris, his future of the tour is here now. We got Morikawa and Zalatoris, Wolf, blah, blah, more, you know, Neiman and all these names. So I like Zalatoris. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to try it out. Berger, too. He's a decent value. And then answer, maybe. And then I got the Hor- Horschel Tringali champ, those low-owned 7K names. So let's do, do those. All right. Uh, anyone want to say anything in this chat? What up with the uh, Harris English? Do you have any interest in English? God, he's down here at 7200 bucks, And I did look at him. And I, well, I'm, I've am i been a Harris English fan just as far as seeing him. Win at the uh, Tournament of Champions in uh, January. But, you know, 13th last week so shit yeah i know and then it's I like to see that i love arbor town comp or whatever right uh what's our rom tank well rom's angry that's our take about rom. um ken's in the chat hey ken thanks for showing up gotta say uh be able to bomb it ken we love it thank you for your opinion what else do you have to say ken scheffler and champ okay yep can see that friday afternoon looks windy who cares? Okay, cool. Everybody, thank you for being here, like, and subscribing, rating, and reviewing. Uh, we'll see you. Um, I'll be back tomorrow morning, actually, doing the ownership podcast presented in our partnership with FanshareSports.com. I'm glad you got to see what their website's all about. I'm not very good at displaying it. You can probably definitely dig into more of those stats and other things, and you can actually generate lineups straight out of there. I don't do it, but you can. And then there's other features like a head-to-head tool if you're betting head-to-head matchups, or there's other things like ownerships are going to be on there. Now, uh, you can, uh, there's a showdown thing every, you know, for, for all the rounds of cotton, you can do everything on this website. So just go up, sign that up. Okay. Bye. I'm um, getting a little tipsy. Uh, we having a little beers, having a little fun, major season. Uh, thanks for watching, Eric. It's been real.
let's have a hashtag mega profit. Thank you for watching. I'll see you all next time. Peace out. Goodbye.